everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. It's the phone call no one wants to receive or even believe. It's the stuff Halloween movies are made of, only this time it's true. If you've never listened to a testimony, this is one you don't want to miss. And if you've ever thought, this can't happen to me, I'm a Christian, I know Jesus, think again. Would you welcome with me today in part one of my two-part conversation, veteran broadcast host, speaker, and noted author of Rock Your World, Red Tears, and his latest, The Day Satan Called, the true and harrowing account of a young woman's demon possession and the fight to save not only her life, but his own, his family, and his church. My honored guest, Mr. Bill Scott. Bill, welcome to Testimony. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Bill, it's a pleasure to have you here today. You have written an amazing and timely book. You were raised in a conservative Christian home, Bill, a professing Baptist. You're the son of a pastor and have been in ministry for the past 27 years. And I just want to give our listeners a little background before we get into your testimony. You have founded and hosted the first ever nationally syndicated online crisis hotline, serving over 250,000 hurting students in your quest to help them find answers. And then, Bill... You get this call one day, a call that would leave your associate white and trembling at the knees and literally rock your world for the next 18 months. Bill, would you please tell us that story? And then for part two, I would like to focus on where we left off and then give our listeners the hope and the tools they will need to overcome this type of an encounter that you had to overcome. Please, Bill, tell us your story. You know, I was working at uh, the radio station, and you're right, uh, one of my coworkers answered my request line. As I walked into the studio, he hung up, and really, I'll never have to wonder what somebody looks like when you say they're white as a ghost, because uh, Rick was, and I could tell that something had happened, wasn't quite certain so i asked him are you okay and he goes no he says i just talked to a a, a little girl that said she's going to be sacrificed before halloween it was about a week or two before and i'm thinking okay and then he said i heard a demonic voice come on after that that sent chills up and down my spine i'm just thinking okay really i mean this wasn't the world that I grew up in. We didn't really talk a lot about, not demonic activity, we talked about Satan, and we knew that Satan was real and, and that God had come to save us, and we, we totally got that. 
but we didn't camp out on anything that was real demonic. It, we just didn't do it. So I looked at him and I said, well, one, it's probably a kid just fooling around, having a great time. It's almost Halloween. And hey. then he goes, well, but I heard a demon speak. I'm thinking, that's not possible. Rick, why would, would a demon speak? And, and, and have you ever heard one before? And he's like, no, I, I've never heard a demon before, but I know. And I really thought at first he was trying to play a joke or somebody had simply called in. And so we were standing there talking. I tried to be lighthearted and uh, try to make a few jokes, but he just wasn't uh, budging. You could tell Rick was truly rattled to the core. And so we were standing there. The line begins to ring in the studio. He looked at me and said, you answer it. I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, I think this is a joke, but there was that in time when I'm thinking, what if? So eventually, after a, a few of the rings, I did. I opened the, the request line, said hello, and there's this little kid, but she said she was 16, her name was Lacey, and that she was going to be sacrificed on Halloween and that she had gotten away from some of the folks that were keeping her and needed help immediately. And Rick's looking at me going, this is her, this is her. And I didn't know what to say, so I just said, you know, we do care, and we'll find you a safe place. You know, let's figure out where you're at, and we'll get a church in your area to pick you up or do whatever is needed to make sure that you're safe. And honestly, it was at that moment I heard what Rick had heard the call before, and that was, I just call it an unhuman voice. People ask me to describe it. I don't know how. It's just, it's not, it wasn't human. Uh, every hair on my body stood on end as I heard this chilling voice, not to mention you could feel the evil. And it just simply said, you'll never get Lacey. I will kill her before you can make it to her. She's ours. She belongs to us. Well, I'm looking at Rick. Rick's looking at me. I'm now a believer. Um, I don't know what to do. Rick really doesn't know what to do. And, uh, I mean, what do you do when you're confronted with evil itself, like at this level, and you didn't even really know it existed in this form until really 10 minutes ago? Your church, I think you said earlier, did not focus on teaching about the demonic or spiritual warfare or demons or witches or warlocks. That was a teaching, and you're the son of a pastor, that you really never heard in your church. Is that right? Well, that's right. I mean, I love my church and where I grew up, but we really, we just stayed away from anything that had any kind of real power like that. So, no, we never, that never came up in a discussion one time. So you were not prepared spiritually for this phone call this day, and this is why you've written your book for those who may have just tuned in. We're listening to Bill Scott, The Day Satan Called Book. And Bill, this is a book that you've written now 20 years later. Yeah, it's, uh, it's taken me a while, and, and some people have asked, why did you wait 20 years? And, and the reason being... One, when we were done, it was an 18-month journey 
with this high satanic priest. This is what she had claimed to have been. And, you know, we went 18 months from getting her off the street through the battles that you can't even imagine uh, to the very end. And at the end of it, it's like, I don't want to talk about this. Um, I want to try to get my life back uh, a little bit more normal. And during the time, we had a couple of death threats. And there were witches and warlocks that were looking for this girl while we had her in a safe house and even in our home. So I just thought, you know what, better to drop the subject and move on. Besides, people would think that Bill must have fallen off a cliff and hit his head at some point in order to be talking like this. But man, my wife just a couple years ago says, you know what, you need to write this down. You need to put it in a book. People need to hear this story. And so when I did, I got it done. I didn't even go to a publisher, honestly. I sat it on my desk and told my wife, I'm not certain people need to hear this level of spiritual warfare. I don't know, and I don't want to put something out there just to put it out there. So God will have to open the doors. And within a few months, I actually had a friend call that knew a friend that wanted me to meet with his friend at Starbucks. The book ended up being published, so I felt like God had opened the doors to share this kind of intense story with everybody. Because, you know, the bottom line is we're all involved in spiritual warfare at some level. So, Bill, take us back to that first day, that first phone call, and the time it took until you actually met who you call Lacey. You know, it, uh, you know this went on for three days. Hard to believe. I mean, literally all day, all night, she'd call in pleading for help, please come get me, hear demonic voices that you just knew that were demonic. I mean, I used to have a tape years ago, and somebody would say, how do you know? And I'd play a few seconds of it, and that's all they wanted to hear. So this went on and off for three days, and even at one point, Susan, who worked in our offices, told me, you know, I used to be involved in the occult years ago, of course she was now a believer. She said, would you mind if I came in and prayed with you guys? Because we did all this off the radio, not on the radio, just inside studios and offices. And so we're sitting there praying, and we have Lacey on the phone, and she's begging for help, and you're hearing this spiritual warfare go on. And uh, she was on a speakerphone, and Susan comes walking in the door. She does so quietly, unannounced. And all of a sudden, the speakerphone goes dead. And I thought, well, probably hung up again. But then I hear that demonic voice that said, Susan, we've missed you. Where have you been? Wow. Wow. I mean, at that point, I was like, what are we dealing with? And, of course, she ran out of the room in tears, and she returned later. And, of course, I, I realized after a period of time, Satan really tries to intimidate you. So you don't walk in the authority that God has given you. And that's all that was. But it it really was an eye-opener. So at the end of the third day, she calls and says that she's coming to our church. We have a church-slash-radio station for the concert that we were going to have. Now, thousands were going to show up, about 5,000 people that night. And I'm thinking, okay, if that's what it takes to find this young lady and save her. Well, she starts calling. She's close. She's in the neighborhood. We're looking for We still can't find her. Finally, I was in our main studio, and our inside line began to ring, the inside extension that you can only call from within the church. I answered it, 
and it was Lacey. I knew she was actually in the church. Now, you got to understand, this church was one of the largest in North America. The, the sanctuary was 150 yards, a football field and a half wide. The campus was huge, and I'm getting phone calls on my inside line from all over the church campus. I mean, literally, it would take you five to ten minutes to walk from point A to point B, and she was hanging up and calling from the next extension, the next extension, the next extension. I just knew something was going on, because there's no way, humanly, you could be in all those places in seconds apart. So, honestly, at this point, I'm thinking, what have I gotten myself into? What is going on? What are we going to face when she actually does arrive? And really, are there going to be churches and warlocks showing up at this church and radio station while they're hunting for Lacey? Mm. So, as you can see, this story... It just, it just continues to get more intense and sometimes unbelievable uh, as, as we go. What did your wife and your pastor said? And in our few remaining moments, we will pick up where we left off next week. What were they saying to you, Bill? You know, my wife, her mind was blown, and, and the ministers, we just had never seen anything like this. And we just had a heart to see this young girl get free. I mean, that ultimately was it, but... We had no idea how deep we had gotten. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Bill Scott, author of The Day Satan Called. We will continue our testimony in part two next week. Thank you for being with us today, Bill, on Testimony. Awesome. Thank you. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at jensenebard.com. That's one word. J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com or write to us at Testimony P.O. Box 1333 Palm Desert, California 92261 That's P.O. Box 1333 Palm Desert, California 92261 I'm Jensine Bard Please join us again for Testimony Testimony